0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Breakout, an escapist conversation show about all things games, movies, and TV. This is episode number fifty. I, I feel like I need to change that wording because this is less about movies and TV now because we have an entire show that's about <laughs> movies and TV. Uh, this is episode number fifty-six for Wednesday, September twenty-first, twenty-twenty-two. My name is Marty Sleva, and joining me is the only real gaming insider I care about, Nick hey. Calandra. Hello. That was a that was a topical little gaming insider. Goof, yeah, an insider <laughs> that didn't
1: destroy his career.
0: <laughs> um, Nick, welcome. Uh, we have a we have a, a light a light show, today, a two person show. KC uh, uh, is he's just gallivanting. He's just doing classic KC stuff. He's doing like the KC equivalent of downtown, which I think is him going to the actual uh, Ubisoft, Ubisoft studio. studio. So, <laughs> yeah. so that is <laughs> that, that is that might be in a downtown. So who knows? Uh, but yeah, he's at
1: Red, Red Storm. He's definitely downtown. <laughs>
0: And he's Casey's downtown, and that's crazy. That's crazy. I I never expected Casey to be a downtown guy, uh, but uh, yeah. As you can see, our big topic of the day, uh, we're going to be talking about sort of the um the the rise of double A as we're seeing. I don't want to say the fall of triple A, but in a year where we're getting like a, a lot of triple A games stumbling, not making it to the finish line, underperforming, being kicked to next year, uh, we're seeing more and more of the space being taken up by uh. I guess double A games. So, we're mm-hmm. gonna talk about first off what the hell we think a double A game actually is. What some of them we've been playing recently. What some of them you might know from the past. Um, and then we'll also we'll, we'll do a quick little catch up on uh, Nick. You weren't on the show last week, so a lot of gaming stuff happened. We'll see if any of it uh, any of it mattered to you. Any of it tickled your fantasy uh, fancy and then stuff <laughs> we've been playing fancy. I, I want to know what sort of fantasies. been, been <laughs> Oh, the show got the show gets gets real weird. I don't know if you listened to the last a, week. There's only two. It,
1: there's only two of us now. It can't get weird now. It, well, so let's say here's here's the problem. Casey's not here, so if it does get weird, we know who the problem is.
0: Oh, is Casey Casey's the only one keeping us like grounded?
1: <laughs> well, no, I'm saying if it gets weird, we're the problem. If it doesn't, then it's KC's fault.
0: Oh, I think we're absolutely the problem. Of the three of us, KC's not the weird one. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's pretty safe to say. Uh, and right off the bat, uh, Fallout Ryan, thank you so much for joining Credit. And crew with uh, the $2 donation, thank you so much, says, I lost a bet. I don't know what that bet was. Maybe uh-huh. the bet was who was actually going to be on the show, whether whether we were going to
1: have a show is that against twitch's rules if like we bet our audience and they pay us that way uh it's on youtube youtube youtube's uh, youtube's
0: YouTube's the wild west unless unless you you, unless
1: you take prescription drugs in a video
0: uh yeah do you want to do you want (laughs) to explain that for folks who might not have seen the recap
1: (laughs) yeah so we were we were talking uh i'm sure a bunch of you follow me on twitter i was i was talking about how uh darren's most recent lord of the rings video his in the frame video Got, video, got demonetized at seven minutes and 17 seconds in for promoting recreational drug use it's a scene from a show of a guy taking a prescription drug
0: yeah yeah real like two uh, some, seconds some, some real some real horseshit there and yeah, yeah i wasn't sure i thought that might have just been like oh well the algorithm got it and you were like no a human being saw it and twice like it twice yeah. Which is some real bullshit. You know what? I'm gonna put the I'm gonna put the link to that video there because it's great. It's about the Lord of the Rings: the Rise of Power, or, uh, Rings of Power, and about uh, the Golden Age of Television. And you can and also read is. the
1: comments and see right away who doesn't know what the Golden Age means and didn't watch the video at all. <laughs> uh, people are very good at,
0: at at reading titles and very bad. They're not at, even good at reading no. titles. <laughs> they didn't know what the Golden Age is. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we all we all have our own Golden Age. It's not like there's a clear cut <laughs> definition that Darren will tell us about. Um, yeah, real dumb. Um, some real dumb bullshit. Uh, Nick, you, you were, you weren't, you weren't here last week. We had a bunch of, we had a bunch of showcases and stuff we talked about. We had the Disney stuff with, uh, the new Marvel game. Uh, we had, uh, Ubisoft showcasing a lot of Assassin's Creed stuff. Nintendo Direct with, uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, we had the PlayStation showcase with new God of War trailer. We had a bunch of Yakuza slash Like a Dragon games from the RGG. Uh, some TGS stuff, and then uh, EA Motive is now making an Iron Man game, which we mm-hmm. know of. Um, anything from that stick out to you as particularly interesting or not interesting? Any of that that, that really
1: tickled your fantasy? <laughs> uh, I'm going to get laughed at for it because it's it's kind of weeby, but that Stellar Blade game looks amazing. Looked really cool. I, yeah. I really yeah. hope that's not just a bullshit trailer. I hope, I mean... It looked like a lot of gameplay, uh, so I'm yeah. uh, definitely like, you know, I'm I'm loving their big return to like, you know, in the words of Yahtzee spectacle fighter action games right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. we're getting a lot of them, and I mean, even even right now because we just got Solstice. You got Bayonetta three coming up. You got Flintlock Siege of Dawn, you, the God of War. I mean, there's yeah, those are my favorite types of games that are all coming back pretty quick.
0: Uh yeah i agree it looked uh yeah it looked really really freaking cool and it was nice because like we just don't seem to get um just new ip like that like we were so kind of like when we were going through nintendo direct and thing everything we were talking about was a sequel was a trequel was the fifth was a reimagining was based on this thing and so it's nice to just see something and be like oh this seems somewhat original um yeah and it was uh i don't know it, it was it was refreshing to have that, and then refreshing to, like we got the you know uh, outside of uh, what was the game rise of the Ronin that's the uh uh the upcoming game from uh ninja team ninja, uh, team ninja but yeah. then we also got the demo for wolong did you get to play that at I all? i did i, I really day one that was really good yeah, it seems great, and it's uh, going to game Pass, which I think is awesome and uh yeah we had uh, uh and I played uh, two hours of it for for a stream on Friday, and yeah I thought it was really cool that was a big uh big fan of it but
1: yeah there's you, you know, quite a quite a few things i mean i was i was definitely interested in like i can't wait for yakuza 8 but i mean 2024 yeah. so i'm not you know nothing right now uh, yeah like a dragon issue though i mean you know, i'm certainly gonna try to pick that up and and the other uh spinoff that they're doing later next year uh,
0: yeah yeah the one that's sort of like what uh what he's up to between um six and eight
1: yeah i'm just hoping they're like 15 hour games and not 50 each one, like with a bunch of filler stuff, like just give me some smaller budget action games in that universe.
0: Uh, Which
1: like a Dragon Nation yeah. looks exactly, I mean, looks like a straight up action game. Over.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, and it is. I mean, it was a, so that was a, I believe, a PS3 game in Japan. So, um I think that was just a you know feudal Japanese take on on the the Yakuza formula. But yeah, I'll be curious to see what that uh, what that Gaiden game, the one that sort of bridges the gap between the two of them, if that's. Uh, mm-hmm. A shorter thing or if it's going to be sort of big and beefy like the rest of the like a dragon slash yakuza games because like you were saying you you really dug them but it's also kind of a lot to take it's, a bite out a of lot, yeah 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 um anything about the that we got a pair of new marvel games announced both uh but neither of which got a title which that's yeah at this point like i get you got to announce like the, part of it is like for a recruitment strategy, right? Is like you're able to say, Hey, we are making an Iron Man game or we are making a Captain America and Black Panther game. And that will intrigue talented people to be like, I want to make an Iron Man game. <laughs> yeah. Uh but uh yeah, not even having a title to me, like those are Yeah, damn, and those are some like I mean, late you,
1: gen games. Yeah, you can do that stuff through or, you know, just recruiting people normally. Yeah. Like I yeah, yeah i'm just this year i'm just done with cg trailers and no name games and everything like it's yeah it's all stuff that's you know two years three years away and i'm not i'm not getting hyped for it like i there's yeah. enough there's i mean there's i mean i i'm sure you saw the reviews channel today i put like 20 games in there that we're looking at covering for next month and i'm like interested yeah in like pretty yeah much all of those so there's, yeah, there's too yeah. much right now to even think about like 2023 for that matter
0: oh absolutely yeah, yeah. and
1: uh Oh, oh no, go ahead. I was going to say Triple A might be light this year, but there sure is a ton of stuff to, that I'm looking forward to trying.
0: Yeah, and it does not seem like Triple A is going to be light next year, judging from just already stuff that's been next, dated for the first couple as months. Long as,
1: as long as nothing really gets delayed, which it seems like there's a lot of like solid dates right now. Like I, next year is kind of looking to shape up to look like 2007 levels of like return to Triple A form. Uh,
0: yeah, yeah, and I know. Like, <laughs> <laughs> we say not it. We only, say it but... not only do I know we say that a lot but I know we say I know we say that a lot <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's like an Ouroboros of that um, but yeah it, it it is feeling like that and I guess to the um, I don't know I have no reason to defend it but in the Iron Man games defense at least it wasn't like an event it was yeah, a press release, press release. You know, that's what they showed up for like,
1: Amy Henning's game too
0: yeah yeah like having it as an event it's like what did I tune in for this for um mm-hmm. But I guess that's, I don't know, everything. It's, it's At least it's fun to stay up late. Uh, and then uh, the other big news, which Yahtzee and I covered on slightly something else, but I wanted to get your take on it, was uh, the GTA 6 leak. Um, I guess for folks who don't know, over the weekend, um, a hacker got into the uh, Slack account of Rockstar and uh, published uh, 90 videos totaling 50 minutes of in-progress GTA 6 footage. Um, you know, very, very early, very... Um, You know, very much in development, like fucking code and and shit running everywhere, showcasing uh, a a female character and a male character like a Bonnie and Clyde kind of thing uh, takes place in Vice City, but uh, ignited kind of a big debate on that. So uh, what was your take on that? And I guess what was your take on the further conversation of like, hey, this is what games look like before the final push games look like complete shit before they come
1: out? Yeah, I think. Well, first of all, I think we need to stop calling it a leak because it was straight up theft. Because they literally yeah, tried that's to blackmail true. them and, and everything. Um, so this is like, to me, very different from a normal leak where it's just like, ooh, I found a game name on a on a uh, LinkedIn profile. This is straight up hacking, stealing those assets, and then trying to make money off of it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um,
0: that, so, also, that guy's that guy's gonna go to like a real big boy jail.
1: <laughs> yeah, a couple. Especially, especially the, the hack to Uber too. I mean, yeah, among, yeah, among other things. Apparently, this is the same. It's a 16 year old kid that's hacked multiple companies and was already arrested for it for something but at a point maybe they should hired him
0: as some sort of like security you know. yeah
1: yeah uh, I don't know if that's how you want to incentivize people but <laughs> uh, yeah I mean uh, you know I've done documentaries I know what an in development game looks like and I the footage actually looked kind of impressive to me. I like almost I don't know I really don't know what everybody was bitching about because I mean the animations already in that game look incredible for what it's not even done. Uh, but it's also, you know, just more GTA. I was actually like, and I'm, and I'm going to get laughed at a little bit, but I think with like, and cause I'm not like, I'm not like one of those people that's like defund the police or everything like that. Um, but it's like the, yeah, I mean, you know what I mean? Like I want, I want police, uh, yeah, yeah, I want yeah. police yeah. reform, but it's also like yeah. the current social climate. Cause we had talked about it before and a bunch of people were kind of getting on my case about, um, you know how will the public receive gta right now with all this kind of stuff
0: like is this a different climate than 2013
1: yeah and it it was like just seeing kind of like the hold-up footage and how realistic people were reacting to it and everything it was like kind of the first time i felt a little a little weird about it because i'm like yeah i don't know if i really want like super realistic people you know where i'm holding up at gunpoint and threatening with violence and Mm -hmm, i guess you mm -hmm. know but then i go play call of duty and i have a great time with that so you know shut the fuck up right but uh sure no no no
0: yeah but no it's i I think it's it's fine to to feel uncomfortable and also question why you feel uncomfortable um yeah i i i I think that's a perfectly valid response and it's not like you're saying well cancel the game like no
1: no like i'm still gonna i'm still looking forward and still gonna play it it's just like as i you know some of the stuff has gone on in the world and all that like it was just kind of i just kind of noticed there was like i don't really know how realistic i need ai to be when i'm going to shoot them <laughs> and i don't yeah, know like, yeah it's kind of crossing it's, a little bit of that line for me but sure and like maybe it's
0: hypocritical but like i don't feel that way when i play red dead yeah so I'm, like, I, oh, I'm a cowboy this isn't like real life uh yeah, yeah you know even though like red dead has the whole aggression thing uh, mm-hmm. with npcs but um no i'm kind of there with you like i don't know i get Every time I'm in a movie theater, which is several times a week, I still have that, like, 1% of my dumb brain before the lights go down. I'm, I'm just like, man, I hope someone doesn't come in here and start opening fire. Like, I mean, yeah, I feel, I mean, because it's just, like, a real thing. We have to, like, it's on the news all the fucking time.
1: It's very strange. Yeah, um, so I, you know, now I'm not going to try to don't want it to, get to be canceled. Don't want it to not be made or anything like that. It's just no, of course not. Yeah, it was. But other than that, it looks you know more GTA. Great. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm. I'm almost. Uh,
0: to me, it's it's funny because um, you know Rockstar is is you know they're coming off. Well, they're coming off Red Dead, but coming off the high of of ten years of arguably the most successful video game ever made mm-hmm. in in GTA Five, like a uh, 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 one of the most probably uh, one of the biggest entertainment properties ever. Of, of anything um and so it's interesting just how much the world has changed in the last decade that it's gonna it's almost like this is like all right like w- let's see what you do now rockstar like let's see like how do you spoof the modern day world which seems unspoofable to me because it's like so fucking strange and bizarre like yeah. you know how do you deal with like the things you're talking about like are, are people going to have an appetite for this and I think the answer is going to be yes Yes, of course this going the to sell just yeah. fine yeah it's
1: yeah. A, yeah I guess it's just like it, it, it might just come down to my taste where like I'm a bit more I like a over the top action and like say what you will about Saints Row at least Saints Row kind of gets that where it's kind of yeah, stupid kinda, and fun nothing's realistic about yeah, it it's yeah, all But she, and but like Rockstar's whole thing is like being as realistic as possible Uh, yeah so like i'm not (laughs) sure about if my tastes anymore just going around murdering people in the street just because i can in the game you know it's i also think it's
0: fine (laughs) to have your tastes change as you grow up and not like gta is for kids but like i don't know if i've played a bunch of gta games maybe at a certain point i'm like all right well i've had my fill of this Mm. like i don't know i ate a lot of domino's pizza in high school and college because it was cheap I don't yeah. want to eat Domino's pizza anymore. Not saying GTA is the Domino's pizza of games because it's, it probably isn't. GTA is probably like the most expensive <laughs> pizza you can you can possibly imagine. Um, but uh yeah things things change. Your 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 wants ebb and flow with the time. So I think it's fine. Mm-hmm. With that being said, I'm still very uh yeah, very much looking forward no, to No, yeah, one of my I mean, favorite I, games of the generation. I,
1: Rockstar makes I personally I think Rockstar makes amazing games like and even all that as much as that like you know maybe the holdup or whatever kind of bother me a little bit mm-hmm. I, I mean i still think it's incredible what they can do with animation and oh, yeah. and, and all yeah. that realism and everything so uh, but as far yeah, as as far as elite goes like i i i think it's hilarious like that um like game developers are just like people don't know, you know yeah. how, how games are made and i kind of love right now that they're like getting in, buying into it because i got i i was talking with um Somebody tweeted at Daniel Dwyer, it was uh, somebody at Splash Damage who's been in the industry for like forty years. And basically he okay. you know, he was like, Oh, you know, nobody nobody cares about what developers are doing. Nobody wants to know, you know, how games are made. They don't give a shit. And I was kind of like, That's not true. I mean, Danny's docs have millions of views, we have hundreds of thousands of yeah. views on our documentaries. Like, you know, like people people want to know i think how games are made and like if you give in to the loud minority of people that are just assholes about it that's kind of a shitty way to you know like look at it and also like it it, i think it just depends on how you present it like right now it's i think it's awesome to see like naughty dog and all these other developers like uh, remedy with control like posting these like in development progress footage of like before the art was even in because some dipshit very confidently said art is the first thing that comes to a game and every single developer I collectively was like love no. i love <laughs> when a dude
0: says something with the it's and it's inevitably always a dude says something with the utmost confidence on twitter and, <laughs> and just, just gets, gets pummel- dunked on by like people who actually know what they're talking about mm-hmm. uh, i just threw a Kotaku link in here that just uh, gathered up a bunch of those things and yeah i i personally love seeing games that like Are like genuinely stunning looking. Like, these are we're talking about Naughty Dog games, we're talking about control, we're talking about like some of the best looking games ever. And it being like, this is what it looked like. Like, this is what it looked like. It was you were throwing around boxes that said box on them, you were existing in like weird void spaces for Sea of Thieves. Your characters look like pills, Uh, even like Cult of the Lamb, like (laughs) how it looked like a Flash game originally before, you know, before we got what we got uh, just a few months ago. So, yeah, I think that stuff's fascinating. And like, maybe you know, I don't know. Like, even if it is a, a minority percent of, of, of gamers who like care about it and want to see it, that's a small percent of hundreds of millions. So that's still dozens of millions yeah, of people well, who do care I and mean, do
1: want to see what this the is. entire reason I got into doing the documentaries is because I just wanted people to have more empathy for developers. Yeah. I, no. you know. And like learn the process and like they're humans with stories and everything. And getting, just getting these games made is a story in itself. Um, so like i i I hope like this becomes a trend, and like developers start showing off more of this stuff like mm-hmm. EA, say what you will about them, like with skate and dead space have been showing off like in progress yeah, updates, I think it's cool. and it's super cool yeah. to see that in a triple a space where it's you know secretive um so I, and oh uh, no, I
0: was just gonna say like i I think those are super cool, and you know that's not a surefire sign that the game's gonna be great because we saw a lot of those with um you know, cyberpunk was really open with stuff leading up to launch. Well, ish, I guess open with yeah. it. They were, <laughs> I don't know. They were... they were showing a lot of stuff that they had carefully chosen. What to show. Yeah. They didn't.
1: I, yeah. I would say there's a huge difference in showing off like little, literally gray boxed environment yeah, and stuff. Yeah. Than showing well, like, off Halo a,
0: infinite showed off a lot of stuff. I think you even like you had me, you, you had me write something about how, uh, how it was really impressive. Like the road to infinite, how like sort of open the kimono they, they were with uh, what they were doing. And, mm-hmm. You know, that, that turned out how Halo Infinite turned out. I
1: do think Forge is going to be big. I'm yeah, yeah for Forge. I do, too. But, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, and I was talking about Yahtzee too, But like, leaks in general. Like, um, uh, the, the Dan Allen Gaming, who has... I've been outed as the insider and all that. The stuff. real insider. Yeah, and I, I've been kind of going on and on about, about Twitter the last few days, but I just think it's fucking funny that, like, these insiders get this, like notorious and are glorified and all that when i i know it's just people breaking mdas and feeding them info because we're in those same events and we're not we're not breaking the thing and it's like you know they're cheating to get ahead and so like i you know this this guy if you don't know the story anybody watching the podcast is like this guy uh what was his name again? I just forgot it. He's Dan like, Allen Gaming. Dan, Dan Allen Gaming, right.
0: The YouTuber I've, I've never heard of, but like was big enough to be invited. Yeah, to he had 200,000 200,
1: subscribers. So this YouTuber Dan Allen Gaming was going to events like under NDA, and people complain about secrecy in the industry and all that all the time. But it's like you get these NDAs because it gives people in creative, like us or journalists, a, a level playing field to prepare coverage. So you're not mm-hmm. just rushing out bullshit. That's really what it's yeah. there for. It's not because they're being secret. It's because if you're a smart person in media, you take your time with your coverage and get your stuff, right? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then also it is, but it's also part of the marketing side where they want a big push all at once. It's just, yeah. So yeah,
0: it's, it it should be in a perfect world. It's mutually beneficial. It's good for us and it's good for them. Yeah. Uh,
1: So what happened was this guy was basically signing those NDAs, leaking this stuff under a guy's account with called the real insider and then the dummy replied to himself on his fake account with his real account and got caught yeah And so he's now he's he's back like that dude has ruined his industry. But I mean ruined ruin himself in the industry. He will never oh, yeah, yeah. He will never that, get another opportunity. Uh, yeah,
0: that there was like a there was a politician a white politician who did that too, who had like a burner of like Somebody a fake, somebody said gay guy that Nazi stream today too Yeah. You know. He would he accidentally replied using his real account, not the burner account. I was yeah. like, Jesus Christ, and what are you doing,
1: dude? My other my other favorite part about like the leaks of that kind of stuff is like People are like, oh, you know, you're signing those NDAs and being part of the hype cycle and the secrecy of the industry, and I'm over here like, you were so excited about a game that you couldn't wait for it to be revealed on its own time, so it had to be leaked. <laughs> like, yeah, I've... you're so hyped about it that you can't even wait.
0: <laughs> it's also one of those weird things because it's like those sort of NDAs allow us to. If we see a game beforehand and can't talk about it until the reveal, when the reveal happens, if we're on a stream or if we have a preview, and people are like, "Oh, tell us more about it," we're like, "We know about it (laughs) because
1: we saw more and we got to do interviews and maybe we got to play something." So um, yeah, there's the other, there's that other big uh, insider right now, the snitch, and mm -hmm. actually the the funniest part about that real Dan whatever fucking gaming his name is. Dan uh, Allen, Dan Allen Gaming, was he? Uh, <laughs> he he took shots at Jason Schreier. Schrier <laughs> was the Schreier. One like, all right, yeah, yeah. yeah, just like, oh yeah, you want to play, buddy? Here you go, yeah. done. Yeah. And so yeah, probably shouldn't do a guy who's like an actual journalist. That's probably, yeah. probably not a great guy to pick a fight with. Yeah, and then uh, the the uh, the snitch is the other one. And I have a big... Ooh, he
0: had information on the the, the Persona games, mm-hmm. all the remasters.
1: And I, have I have think a, he has. I think his YouTube employee. play. I I don't think he's a YouTube employee. I think I have an idea who it is. I'm just not going to say it on here because I don't know for sure. But yeah, I just is it Casey Wosu? Not anybody. Is that why he's not not, here not right anybody now? on our team. But I'll tell you what. Here's here's a way you can find out these things and who's benefiting from it. Go through their likes. See which uh, see which person they're liking the most in their own likes. Is it me? No, it's not us oh dang <laughs> <laughs>
0: no one's liking my stuff yeah but uh, they've, uh, just... they've
1: they've suddenly gone quiet since august 20th when somebody kind of said stop replying to yourself and i'm like mm. "Ooh, dun 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 yeah. anyway the tea the classic tea i i uh, yeah I, you know i can go on i just i just think it's super funny about people glorifying leakers and stuff like that when they're not even insiders. They don't know shit. They don't know anybody. They're just having somebody break an NDA to them or they're breaking it themselves. And like real insiders, oh. like Who's us, we go to Who's studios, we see stuff and we don't say anything because we're not going to ruin our entire careers over a little clout.
0: <laughs> real insiders buy uh, $60 tickets to a 4am persona stream that uh, has now <laughs> been confirmed. No new games are going to be revealed. <laughs> again. But... If I know one thing about Atlas, they're a bunch of liars. So who knows? Maybe it'll be fine. Tune in in a few weeks. Um, before we move on to our main topic about uh, AA games, we've got a couple little super chats. Thank you so much. Lampy with a five pound donation said Marty quote of the week. I just learned that I should be sucking them for longer before I finish them. <laughs> And that is true. That is that was me playing Luigi's Mansion Three and fighting the Cleopatra boss. I believe she was on like the ninth or tenth floor. It is uh, it is a sand based boss, and my my problem was I was I was uh, finishing too early, and I realized that I could do more damage by sucking for longer. And so um, yeah, if you guys want like tips for Luigi's Mansion Three, uh, the the longer you suck,
1: the better the finish. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Um, I knew I knew that game was gonna be a bad idea for you. <laughs> My thing about that
0: game is all the verbs are nasty. Yeah, every it, verb it you is. do in the game is nasty. So it's there's no other words. Like sucking and blowing is what I'm doing. I'm spending like two evenings a week with like an incredible like crowd of like 30 people watching sucking and blowing. I think it's wonderful. Um, I, I, always, Ixia, I always I
1: always forget I'm one of the youngest people on this team um
0: <laughs> oh we made i think we called you we called you the least mature last week on something oh, okay. and on in retrospect i think there's a you have competition <laughs> i think you have competition for least mature uh and that's me um and then onyxia thank you so much with a 20 dollar donation that's incredibly kind of you onyxia and remember our current funding goal is uh for nick play spooky games in the spookiest month of the year, October.
1: And we have our Patreon goal to have Yahtzee and Jack play Pulsar Lost Colony. I think we're 142, no, 137 away.
0: Oh, heck yeah. So we've and we've already hit our trailer. goal of you and I playing more Persona 5 for eight hours. Eight hours. It's probably going to be on a Saturday in October. We should play it like right around when the game comes out on all those things. Maybe I'll ever want to be, be, be flutzing and dutzing about it. it.
1: Okay. We
0: did it, guys. It. Look at this. This is how we make contact. But Anixia, $20 donation. Thank you so much, Anixia. says, uh, going back to my Domino's comment, GTA is definitely the Domino's pizza of games. I go back to it every now and then and then feel bloated and disgusted with myself. And GTA Online is more like uh, CC's or chee uh, I know the pizza place. So CC's. Uh, where people C-C's. coughing all over your pizza while you eat Um, I don't, it's gotta be, I mean, I guess like its popularity would make it a chain pizza place. And I guess at a certain point, once you're chain, you can't be like really high quality because you're dealing in volume, not dealing in in quality. I don't know. I think they're better than Domino's. Mm. Papa John's, they got the garlic sauce. Domino's got got garlic sauce. Damn. I thought Papa John's like, like had like a. Patent on garlic sauce. A copyright on garlic sauce. It was like their nemesis (laughs) system. No one else could use our garlic sauce. Is that just garlic and butter? It is. Yes, it is. Just garlic and butter. Um, If you're
1: you're from the Midwest, you know GTA is the KC's of pizza then. (laughs) There you go. It's the KC's of pizza. Not to be confused with our KC's. I don't know. Is CC's that's like a
0: pizza? It's not Chi-Chi's? No, it's (laughs) CC's. I mean, I guess Chi-Chi would necessitate extra H's in there, but... Um, who knows? Maybe sound off in the comments below. If you think it's chi cheese. hashtag team chi Um, but talking about our main topic, uh, double A games stepping up while the AAA stumbles. Um, going through my list of favorite games of the year. If you remove Nintendo mm-hmm. and I'm saying that because like, I think Nintendo triple Nintendo first party games are usually pretty good. So like Splatoon and, uh, uh, Kirby have been really good this year. If you remove those, Outside of Elden Ring, like what AAA game has really okay. This isn't a poll. You abuse democracy, Nick. You are abusing no, democracy, Russia abuses democracy. And democracy. <laughs> you are Russia. I'm gonna see who's Russia's liking. Russia's liking your Shit. tweets. Um the how do I get this to go away? Go get out of here. <laughs> um outside of Elden Ring. Yes, I'm trying to think of like a AAA game this year that's like really stuck with me, and Ghostwire Tokyo might be it. But outside of that, like Far Cry Six was this year. No one's talking about it. That was um, this year. I know year? we might. Yeah. yeah, fuck. Was it? it was, was there this? Oh year? yeah,
1: that's right. It was February. Mm.
0: Um, now I'm like double second guessing myself. Was <laughs> it this year? I'm pretty sure it was this year.
1: I feel like I haven't played a a game since like. Yeah, Dying Light two, I guess. I mean, I I, I, two, uh, I played Horizon, to Ghostwire. Yeah, Horizon. Yeah, Horizon came, came out. At the same out. Time.
0: Yeah, that and we it. were all just we were all just thinking about Elden Ring. <laughs> uh, uh, Candador said is uh, Xenoblade three a triple A game? Uh, yeah, I. Th- so this is part of what we're going to get into is the triple A thing, and I I think so because that has like the
1: backing of Monolith. It's, it's, and it's a huge budget. Yeah, I mean, all right. So to clarify, since yes. people in chat might not know. The A's does not refer to quality or any of that bullshit. A is just the amount of A's is the amount of budget. That's it. <laughs> what about those quadruple A games? Wasn't that yeah. Sega's
0: working on a quadruple A, yeah. a game? Well, and then it, Perfect it, Dark?
1: Yeah, I mean, that's a, a huge budget. That's, <laughs> that's an that's, ah! sorry. I, I know. It's a huge budget, not a huge budget. It's yeah. a huge budget. Huge. <laughs>
0: um, but uh, in that space, like when I look at my favorite games of the year... It's full of smaller things. It's full of stuff like Tunic and and Immortality and Sifu and uh, Neon White and, and Frogun and and Haiku. Like, it's these, these smaller games. And then you've been talking lately, like, the games you've been filling in lately with your free time have been stuff like Metal Hellsinger and Solstice and Steel Rising. And these are these i guess we're going to call them double a because you could tell by looking at them they're sort of like big 3d spectacle things mm-hmm. but they're not from the massive studios with the massive budgets of a ubisoft or um, an xbox first party or a sony first party
1: yeah no uh yeah the double the a market's like really come back and got and I we talking a bit on uh Post-CP today about it but like the when you think back to like the double A industry, like five, six, seven years ago, man, it kind of died out in the PS4, Xbox One era. It was really gone for a while. It was just triple A and yeah, the indie yeah. stuff. Uh, it was the 360 era, and the the double A market kind of died along with THQ when THQ died because they were doing yeah a lot of they AA were stuff. like really like carrying the torch right yep and then and then THQ came back and then the double A industries kind of followed with it where. Um, But at the same time, like gaming has, I think within the PS4, Xbox one generation, like really went mainstream big time. Mm -hmm. And so like, there's just a lot more money and interest and investors and all that that are getting these, you know, not, you know, you know, maybe I don't know, double a budget, I think usually is like between like five and 25 million yeah yeah and anything 25 50 million is you know double a or triple a and then you know you're hitting 50 to 100 million is about a a quadruple a at this point yeah so
0: but i mean yeah but it's also funny because like i i think ultimately rockstar games blow that budget out of the water but they just don't (laughs) talk about that kind of stuff like calling yourself a quadruple a seems like you're doomed for failure because doing that seems like such like such a brag and such yeah. a gloat that, and it's like, fuck, your game's probably not gonna hit that. Like, whatever Sega's talking about with their quadruple A game, like, whatever that ends up being, like, yeah, no, I, don't I know. mean,
1: Star, Stars is and would technically be in that realm. I think they're, I, I just thought they like just the, passed 100 million, I think. Uh, uh, no, they have like, I think 500 million. <laughs> Oh Jesus Christ! Yeah, crowdfunded five. I think they crowdfunded five hundred million dollars. But anyway, yeah, I mean, like you know, when you look at games like Solstice and Metal Hell, Singer and uh, Steel Rising, which are three of the ones I just played through, or I'm, I'm finishing up. It's uh, it, it's kind of. I'm really happy that this market is coming back because these games aren't like when I a lot of the AAA games that we play now and all that are just super bloated and super long and open world and you know just don't have like the really good stories or good even good gameplay loops that like they kind of used to have when they were focused because that's what reminded me so much when i was like went to play to play god of war 2 and god of war 3 is like these are very focused they know what they are it's Mm -hmm. you know they're long but play through and be done and so like i've been ever since playing god of war 2 like i've been like i need more more of that i want more just sit down for a couple nights finish it move on and so like Metal Singer and Steel Rising have been exactly that where like they're not overly bloated messes of a game. They're five to ten hours and I'm done. Yeah. And same thing with Solstice is another five-hour like spectacle action game in the words of Yahtzee. So it, it's um, I, ju- I just like that these are like more you know they're not they're not super indie because like I love indie games don't get me wrong but I'm not huge on like the pixel art scene and all that. So kind of getting these these bite size experiences again at like a lower budget is, is nice. It's funny because
0: so I do I, I don't I don't like think it's a story. I do like the like really lo-fi pixel looking stuff. Mm-hmm. Um and but there's something when when you've when when you've mentioned this topic and you were like double A games, in my mind I was like, I don't know if I play any of these. Because you're mentioning those three games you're mentioning, I I've played a little bit of two of them and I'm not going to play anymore. And, and that's stray, not a
1: ju- Stray would be really a double a game. So that's what, so that's what white neon whites, like anything Annapurna does is pretty much double a scene. Do you think,
0: okay, so that's what you, you think it's like, like in my mind, I feel like I need to raise the ceiling of what an indie is, or maybe lower the ceiling of what an indie is. Cause in my mind, I still bunch, a bunch of these games as indie games. But you're like, okay, these games are use, you know, three D, well, they have teams of dozens, that, and you that's know, a, something like Stray.
1: Yes, well that's a discussion that like developers have been having for years, is and like why some of them get kind of antsy about like everybody calling, you know, Stray an independent game because they're published by Annapurna. It's not self published. To me, like independent at this point isn't it's not a team size or anything like that. It's they independently made and published their game without yeah you know and maybe so, the,
0: like a lot of the successes you see on steam like something like vampire survivors or this fucking trombone game
1: that yeah that's talking. that's indie that's the real yeah. indie like it's not it even picks not even every pixel art game is an indie game <laughs> yeah yeah
0: oh no no yeah so so you don't think any of the anapurna games would be technically in the the genuine definition
1: no indie not even interesting not even 12 minutes I mean Midnight Fight Express. Oh wait, that wasn't published by. Anna. I always keep. I always think no. that was published, published by an apparent, but it was published by Humble. Yeah. Um, even even if the, you're pub- I mean, that game was made by one person. So I mean, like yeah. <laughs> literal definition yeah, yeah. of indie developer with funding from yeah. Humble Games.
0: Yeah, it almost feels like the. I bring up the thing a lot, but there was like the. Politician who said, "I don't know how to define pornography, but I know it when I see it." Yeah, that kind of thing. Where it's like, I don't like indie to me is like, I look at something. I'm like Does this pass like the indie sniff test? I'm like, yeah, this is indie. I mean you usually say that for any Annapurna game. I'm usually like, yeah, those are indie games, and you know, like Hades. Although Hades was self published, that didn't have a publisher. Yeah, so.
1: they're, they're that's an that's literally an independent game. Yeah, it's I, true. Indie, I think yeah. I think like where where it's gotten lost is like people like, oh, pixel art indie, right? That's what you think. Yeah, yeah. Whenever you see a pixel art game, you think of an indie game, or if you think of like a walking simulator you're thinking probably an indie game yeah Uh, so it's it's that's why like the way i the way i think you really have to look at it is like budget size and a lot of games like i think it's really clear like what their budget size is Mm -hmm. i mean hell i mean solstice solstice is a double a game just from i mean you could just once you start it up you know you're playing something that's not quite triple a but it's double a (laughs)
0: yeah so
1: i think that's about some of the
0: games like less metal health because like it has a very kind of defined loop that I understand um but like solstice and steel rising I think the thing that like I don't immediately gravitate towards those the way that so many of the Annapurna games I do is because it seems like they're trying to do a triple a thing oh, yeah. without the resources so Well that feels that's like, like
1: the double a market has always done that as they try to punch out yeah. their weight with like these but i I love that because like they don't quite get there a lot of times, Mm -hmm. but they're like, they're fun without like, you know, just being super flashy. And like, I don't know. There's like a charm to a lot of those games. Like the original dark siders was like that for me. And, and like, um, I guess enslaved maybe, but I, you know, there's, um, they're, they're just experiences that like kind of know what they want to be. You're not expecting like the latest and greatest thing. In, in gaming from it. They're just, I think they're like really <sighs> comfort food games. A lot of the double A stuff. Oh, yeah, I wouldn't And none
0: of those games. I would, I guess comfort food is in the eye of the beholder though, right? Yeah. Like, like what's your favorite meal? That's not, there's no, you know, across the board kind of thing. Everyone has a different comfort food. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Um, And I, do you think like for these double A games, do you think their goal is to ultimately Release a game that is double A, have it be successful, and then be able to oh, sort of yeah. graduate of and course. grow. Like, like you mentioned, um, something like Enslaved. You know, seeing how that studio has grown and how you know, growing to DMC and then to Hellboy or Hellblade, Hellboy, and then to you know, Hellblade Two, which is mm-hmm. like going to be like a, a a console showcase for the series X and everything. Um, it already is, you know, at, at one of their events. Um, yeah that is interesting and like you wonder you see something like stray and it's massive success and you wonder do they want to scope their next game out to the same size or are they going to be like well let's just use this and become bigger Mm -hmm. and then at that point like what are they like are they adding rpg you know skill trees to the animal game and are they you know i don't know like no longer sort of in that Small little but I think one thing I've really liked about uh, we, we mentioned Hades earlier in Supergiant is the team has grown a little bit, but not by a lot since yeah. Bastion. And it's just as the games have gotten better, it's because the team is growing as artists and as, as co workers, and yeah, and well, as, they're, not, as they're not,
1: they're not trying to punch above their weight, like it's yeah. not, you know, like this, this Solstice game that you know, I've, I've frosted a review on it, you can go watch it on the channel, but like it's it's one of those games where it's like you can feel how hard they were trying to be like get there Mm -hmm. you know be like i don't know i'm not gonna say like the next god of war but definitely like they wanted to be in that same park that like people consider like um darksiders you know darksiders one devil may
0: cry or yeah Uh,
1: well not maybe not even devil may cry but just like the you know when you think of like lower budget action games like what are the ones that you think of that are the best that aren't god of war devil may cry and there's not like vanquish still i mean platinum's pretty triple
0: a mean, frost is closer to sura's wrath okay that's i i I, okay i could see that like that that really like blends cinematic with action games Mm -hmm. but that's like to me almost these genres that you mentioned chaos legion on ps2 that's a good that's a good pull tyrell um certain genres and like i hate that i think this way but to me, certain genres like uh oh, also big win for CC's in the poll. I don't know if you saw 75% to 24%. Where was the lingering 1%? There was no third option. Yeah. What is that like margin of error? Um, certain genres to me like kind of necessitate the triple A budget, which sucks. And it sucks to say, and I hate that I say that. Yeah. And and it's just like, I don't know, if someone's gonna make like a big ass action movie, you probably need to put money behind it. Um we, you know, whereas there's certain genres of movie like a rom-com or a drama or a horror movie you can do on the cheap and you can be really effective but if you're trying to take me to a brand new world in a sci-fi epic you kind of need to like you kind of need to throw a lot of money at it And and that's how I feel about certain action games and that's how I feel about shooters to where I don't know like a lot of the lower budget ones of these genres haven't done it for me which is why when I gravitate to smaller games I gravitate to like much more smaller and focused mm-hmm. ideas and experiences like whether it's Stray or whether it's Neon Light where it's a shooter but or Neon White where it's a shooter but like it, it it's focus is very different than like Call of Duty or anything like that
1: yeah I mean I, I guess you can have a, a look that way I mean for me it like the way I see it is and I keep, I keep bringing up Darksiders because I think it's a really good example of like a studio that tried to punch above their weight with the first release and like it had a really good foundation I'd like I think Darksiders is still a real, really good game for what it was. It just wasn't quite there yet. Like nobody, nobody was as hyped about Darksiders as they were God of War or anything else like that. And it didn't have, yeah. it didn't even probably have a quarter of the budget that it did. But then you go to Darksiders, two, and like that's, you know, Visual Games before they were closed, magnum opus game, and like yeah. every, like that put Darksiders really on the that map. That was great.
0: I love that game. Yeah. yeah.
1: And so like that's the way I kind of look at a lot of these studios. And I think like one that's like really evident of like how that market works is Focus Focus Home, or now they're called Focus Entertainment. Mm-hmm. Um so a lot of their studios like Deck 13, who started with the Lords of Lords of the Fallen, which I would like look like a jump du- triple A game, but I would definitely put it in that double A range. Yeah. And then you know they made the surge and now they're you know, they had that reveal for Atlas Fallen, which you know, they definitely have a triple A size budget now from that publisher. Yeah, um, yeah. Even a Sobo Studio like a Plague Tale Innocence, mm-hmm. definitely a double A game. Requiem looks like a triple yeah. A game now, so it's kind of like what you said, where you know they're uh, so, uh, you can feel the ambition in a lot of those studios, and like that first title is kind of their road to get there. Yeah, so, yeah,
0: and I, you can even see that like talking about like Sifu, like uh, 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 what, there uh, were Absolver was their first Absolver, game, yeah, uh, and then Sifu feels like such a step forward. And with the success of Sifu, like, I don't, I don't know, I imagine their next game might be, like, you know, at the same level of of the sort of, whatever, Spectral Fighters character action, whatever you want to call it. Although, mm-hmm. it, to me, it almost feels like the like a modern beat-em-up, which we really don't have a lot of. Um, yeah. Which, uh, so I would, yeah, I would love to see what they do next. Yeah, I was thinking about someone like, even like the Nier games, which... Um, obviously like they had a you know development help from Platinum or they had like publishing from Square Enix but like there's something about them that feel rough around the edges Hmm. like there's something about them that feel kind of like well they just had to ship this because they, they couldn't actually finish it but like what is there is so many incredible ideas that I don't I wouldn't want it to be any other way. Right. Like I almost wouldn't want the games to have that polish I'm complaining about, which again is weird. I, I'm realizing I don't actually have an answer to any of my questions I'm talking about. But, um, <laughs> so bad. Again, maybe it's just a thing that like the thing that appeals to me is, is uh, it's like a case by case basis, you know? Yeah. Um,
1: yeah. But it, that's,
0: uh, yeah, yeah, I don't it, know. That's really interesting.
1: Yeah. It's just, it's, a, it's a market I love. Cause I, I just, I like when games like are trying to, i i keep going back to like i just like games that are trying to punch above their weight and like i don't you know if it's in a studio i haven't heard of before like for me when i'm playing it i'm like oh man like can't wait to see what this studio does next i see all this potential here for this yeah something really good if they're given the chance to make it good uh and so like i've always like that's why focus entertainment is like one of my favorite publishers right now is because like they bought into all these studios that obviously had a lot of talent, just didn't have the money to really make the games that they wanted. And they gave them the shot and now they're getting there. like I, their whole lineup is on my list of, I want to play like Alice, yeah. Alice Vaughn, playto Requiem. Uh, they have evil West coming up from, mm-hmm. from flying wild hog. Like, you know, I, I don't, and those are all studios. Uh, there's another, the other publisher, um, from flintlock siege dawn kepler interactive oh yeah that's you know they're the ones that published sifu and all that but i mean like a44 made ashen which you know was double a level uh, and then they just
0: shut off their new game at gamescom right yeah
1: their new their, yeah. and their new game looks incredible yeah uh and, yeah yeah slow claps you know amongst them and then you have uh the team doing to chichia chi- yeah which
0: which th- looks like crazy ambitious yeah like it is, it is crazy where it's like here's this entire island. Go nuts. Go do do whatever you want. Oh, you want to swim? You want to become a bird? Become a fish? Go mm-hmm. at it.
1: Mm-hmm. So um, it's uh, yeah. It's just it's nice to see that like we're there's that space growing for games that are higher budget but not crazy budget. Yeah, and, and I think a lot of and I think a lot of people are like buying into those games because they are sick of just the absolute bloat of games of service titles and, uh, and AAA and. The bigger point I was going to bring up is I think even the AAA scene is seeing the interest there because now when you look at Assassin's Creed Infinity, they're like, okay, we have our big project and we also have these smaller, more experimental games that we're doing. Again. Yeah. And that's what I'm really like, say what you will about you, Ubisoft or Assassin's Creed or whatever, that excites me because like Microsoft's doing the same thing with a lot of their studios with having multiple teams working on some smaller projects and within their studios they own. At Ubisoft is taking maybe some more creative risks, hopefully with Assassin's Creed again. Mm-hmm. So, like when you get those double A games, that's where you get, I think, the really unique ideas. You know, like the indie the indie scene is really good for that too. But it's not like I think like the wider market is more interesting. like the big, you know, these trip, these three D games over a lot of the pixel art stuff.
0: Yeah, they have kind of like you could make a flashier showing you know at a a, a concert or at an event or on stage at something um it's also it's neat well i do think you know you gave a lot of great examples of teams that sort of release a game and then want to grow afterwards and for the next thing to be bigger it feels like there's also a lot of examples of teams or individual people who've made something that was huge recently and who have not grown, and who have taken their time, and we still haven't seen what comes next. Like, you have uh, like Concerned Ape with Stardew Valley, and like that game is such a massive hit, and now he's just slowly tinkering away at that haunted chocolatier game. And mm. uh, Team Cherry with Hollow Knight, I don't think they grew that much, and I think that's part of the reason why Silksong is taking so long, is because... They're like, well, we do things the way we do them, and we don't want our team to suddenly balloon to 25, 30 people. Um, You know, Mobius Games with Outer Wilds, like, they haven't shown off what their next thing is. They've just, you know, they did the uh, Eyes of the Echo or Echoes of the Eye DLC. Um, Same thing with Jonathan Blow and, and Thekla and The Witness. Like, they haven't done anything since The Witness in 2016, and we haven't seen what their next game is. But, you know, you imagine they've been working on it, and it's... I, they didn't balloon to a massive studios in that time
1: yeah i guess i i mean it's just kind of the vision of the studio i guess i mean mm-hmm. um uh, i don't know i think a lot of those teams are like very tight-knit group of people that maybe already knew each other before too yeah, in some of those cases uh, i don't know like the, the example i'm trying to think of is like probably uh, probably a good one was like darkest dungeon Mm, yeah where they had a very a very small condensed team for the original Darkest dungeon and then when we went to do the dock they were like in the middle of staffing up for Darkest yeah. dungeon 2 because they wanted to go bigger and better with it. Mm-hmm. And I think some studios want to reach that level and uh, some studios are just like we're good with what we got. We have a team that we need to make the games that we want to make and, and s- stick with that. Like, yeah, I mean, I don't I, I imagine they do that because they don't want to manage a you know, 3050 Pearson studio. It's just we yeah. have, we have the talent we need. Everybody's paid what they need to be paid and we get to make the games we want and whatever. Yeah, you know, think, there's
0: no uh, there's no kind of one size fits all blueprint to to grow from an indie studio to a triple a kind yeah. of
1: thing and i mean and um, if you and if you like if you like concerned dave and you know how to do it all there's probably not a reason to hire you know a team to do yeah, it. yeah i mean I yourself. have to
0: imagine he's become <laughs> filthy rich based yeah. on that and then yeah. um uh yeah yeah i don't know whatever whatever haunted chocolatier comes out i'm sure millions of people will immediately flock to it the day it comes out uh, mm-hmm. solely on wanting new things yeah yeah same thing with toby fox and um you know undertale and delta rune and everything so um, yeah, I don't know. Pretty interesting stuff. Just, uh, I don't think there's like ultimately a thesis statement at the end of that, but just very interesting to view the ever changing landscape of games. And if anyone says there's no games to play kind of like, well, stop being boring. And like, i Go Dude, venture slightly outside your comfort zone, I you're mean, gonna find so many cool things to play. I,
1: yeah, I mean, if we had the character limit, I could post. I could post. I mean, how many games did I put in the reviews channel today? Like fifteen you games.
0: Like, you put like fifteen, and I'm sure you missed like another dozen or two. Um, and, and you know, and
1: half of them are like that indie double A area, and they they all look pretty good.
0: You didn't put <laughs> you didn't put Mario and Rabbids. I it wasn't on Steam. Uh, it's only crazy. on Switch. That's because Nintendo is too good for Super. <laughs> that feels like a game that that first one should be on PC by now, right? It's it. weird that it's not. I guess so. Maybe
1: Nintendo. Nintendo's gonna Nintendo.
0: I mean, I guess it is Nintendo. That's true. Mario just doesn't <laughs> yeah, belong. To I'm PC. sure. Mario. I'm sure
1: Ubisoft would put it on PC. They would let them. Much, yeah, if Ubisoft
0: had a choice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, much like me, Mario uh, makes fun of PCs and calls them machines for taxes. Mm-hmm. Um, before we move on to stuff we've been playing and watching, uh, we got a bunch of super chitty chats in the middle of that. Now, what's going to jump into them, but I think we we're having a nice conversation, so I didn't want to. I didn't want to derail it. But uh, starting with King is dead. File our donation. Thank you so much. Going back to game leakers, say I love how game leakers are treated with the same level of importance as illegal government activity I leaks know. by a bunch of people. Yeah, it's it's like this isn't like you're not Edward Snowden. Like what is going on? Like yeah. you're not you're not trying to like make genuine
1: change in the world. You just Trying to get a little clout. The, yeah, I mean it's it literally benefits nobody besides the person leaking it. Yeah. Aside from, I guess, yeah, you got to learn about a game earlier. Whoopie do. Like it's, I you know, I've, I, I always, I've I've always thought that's funny that like the people that are notorious leakers or insiders or whatever are like mm-hmm. you can't trust the game press. You can't trust the game press because they're part of the hype cycle and they're being they're they're engaging in the secrecy of the industry and uh, like that Tom Henderson guy just started that new website Insider Gaming. And, like, I I tweeted out, like, one of his lines from the thing was, like, about, like, oh, we're going to, like, you know, get past the secrecy of the industry that, you know, they everything's so closely guarded secrets. I'm like, first of all, like, do you think, like, developers want to be secret about their stuff? <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> like, they'd be more than happy to tell you. But there's marketing to it. And also, like, I really like that tweet that I shared from Josh Sawyer about, like, Games like why, why, why is it okay for us to be looking over the shoulders of everybody making a game when you can't do that for books? You can't do that for movies, you can't do it for TV shows.
0: You also just can't do it at most jobs. You can't do it for like, any type no of art. To, anyone in chat, no one's coming to your job and being like, hey, what, what, what were you working on today? Yeah, you show everybody. Like,
1: there's yeah. uh, uh, there's yeah, there's a sense the of ownership and entitlement in it that's that's strange. Mm-hmm. And I like, I get it for like a game that, like, is I don't know, Axis or Kickstarter or something like that, sure yeah but i mean like if you're not invested in it yet then you don't have a say in when it's revealed they don't owe you anything but again like and that you know somebody's gonna take that out of context but like a game that's out like destiny and they're releasing updates or taking content away via the vault like yeah you should be able to see that development process i agree with that there's an actual story there to leak if there's some weird thing going on with the vault or whatever why they're getting rid of content that they're not telling you
0: yeah you know. no and certain things like i paid for it like it's like getting rid of stuff is is a troublesome thing across art you know we were talking about hbo max and and getting rid of shows i just read that uh, there's one of those shitty early netflix originals something like one of the shows with a wolf do you remember that netflix original ginger snaps uh no
1: <laughs> it was an actual show uh,
0: <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It was a, uh, it was a,
1: it was a series. Um, oh, just a wolf. And there's a lot of stuff No,
0: the image was of a wolf. Ah, son of a bitch! What a terrible thing for me to bring up and not remember what it was. Netflix. Regardless, wolf. Whatever. Show. I think the thing like the, the oh, it's haunted, hallowed ground, haunted hemlock grove. Uh, oh. Roger, thank you so God damn much it. Hemlock Grove. What, what, was, they're, the, what was the they're show? You're removing Hemlock Grove. Net, this was a Netflix original, like uh, an early one, like of the days of House of Cards and Orange is the New Black. Yeah. Netflix is taking it off. And that's like it just was a Netflix original. So it's like, well fucking, where is it going? Like what was this, the, and why are you taking it off? You're Netflix.
1: What was the show name I gave you before that?
0: Uh, Ginger Snaps.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I mean, Ginger Snaps was a movie. Originally a movie. No, you know, I know like that. I mean, really so puzzles. Hemlock Grove is a show. I, I, I think in like multiple podcasts, I've said Ginger Snaps when I met Hemlock Grove. I like that show.
0: Because <laughs> I don't think Ginger Snaps is a show. I think Ginger Snaps. I'm pretty Snaps sure it's not. Movie. I yeah, yeah. I met Hemlock Grove. It was, it was Grove a, the whole time. a werewolf named Ginger, and she snapped. <laughs> um, as a werewolf does. Well, we got to the bottom of of hashtag G- Gingergate. Um. Gingergate. Uh, Fallout Ryan with a $10 donation thank you so much Fallout Ryan uh, going back to our, our current funding goal of Nick playing spooky games saying uh, hope to see some Phasmophobia stream during the funding goal that game is crazy good especially over the last few updates
1: good um, news for I do, you I think we want to
0: play those for, for game night right yeah. we want to do spooky games for game night
1: yeah we're doing Phasmophobia for game night in October and Yahtzee's going to be there
0: nice and amy is sick that day yeah i told him how <laughs> i
1: told him how amy was just hiding in the van <laughs> hey you need you need an eye in the sky so i appreciate it I <laughs> she was too scared I to like be the eye in the sky i don't think amy wants any of that that was a fun game though
0: <laughs> yeah, um was. Was, i'm especially excited to see if they've made updates to it because i i haven't they touched have. it since then and i think that was that was probably a year ago or so um yeah. so yeah that'll be cool um lampy then with a five pound donation thank you so much lampy says marty talking about abusing democracy when he once made us pay money to vote in his poll no corruption i had a poll and you could buy extra votes with money but the money went to me and also it was bad it was ultimately a bad thing because i i allowed you to use channel points what i need to do is allow people to use real money because then no (laughs) matter who wins i win (laughs) because money is great Uh, And then speaking of the poll, President Walker, been a member for 19 months over a year and a half. Thank you so much, President Walker. Using bonus content to say (laughs) I was very close to reporting that poll for misinformation. Have you ever used the poll function as an actual poll and not just as a goof with the same thing? No. Remember when you said who has a worse memory, Marty or okay, that was legit. But you have the worst memory. No. What about Ginger Snaps?
1: It was still a movie. I've watched it. Shut up! What's the next one? Uh, also, hi, President Walker. I don't feel like I've seen you here in well.
0: a <laughs> while. Uh, that's because uh, uh, your dishonesty, um, and your your lack of uh, remembering. I still can't believe seventy-five to twenty-four. Where did that extra percent go for the CC's thing? <laughs> it's, uh, my, it's my percent. I'm the. <laughs> uh, it's your percent. One goes to the dealer. <laughs> yeah. uh, Lampy with a 5 pound donation again. Thank you so much Lampy says, so Marty, why do Nintendo AAA games work when others don't? Focus, polish, scope. Scope. It's uh, absolutely scope. I think scope. I think scope is is one of those things. I think there is also polish. I think there is back in like the it's NES days
1: when there's smaller scope, when there's a smaller <laughs> scope, yeah.
0: yeah. Uh back in the NES day, there used to be a literal thing on the games that said the Nintendo seal of quality and it was like, well, great. Right, Nintendo says this is this is a good game um but yeah it's just a thing when you you know most of the times they're not trying to they they don't look to the rest of the industry as for better or worse they don't look at the rest of the industry and say we should do that like we should flood our games with rpg mechanics and stuff like that and we should include microtransactions um you know they make the games they're going to make and a lot of times they're you know slightly smaller but but very dense and very polished experiences um even while I've been streaming Luigi's Mansion a bunch of people who haven't even played it have been talking about like, holy shit, the sound the sound effects in this game are incredible. And I'm like, Yeah, like it's it's wild how much work they put into that of all of like the smallest little interactions. Like all of it feels so like tactile and so so playful in a way that you just don't get in other games because they're like, Well, we gotta put in these systems and uh ah, shit, it's gotta be this long. So, you know, put in this many side quests and everything.
1: Yeah, I think um I don't know, I feel like Nintendo hasn't really I mean, they really haven't done like a big new character in a while. I mean, they haven't like, you know, Zelda and all that. Still, Mario Mario's still huge and everything like that. So I guess they don't really uh-huh. need it. But I mean, like those franchises are what carry Nintendo. And if you fuck um, yeah. if you fuck those up, then you're in big trouble. <laughs> they don't fuck them up, though. I know. Right? That's the thing. Because... They can, I don't think they, they can't afford to. Yeah. Uh, they I not yeah, their, last, their reputation like, is built on those games alone where it's like yay yeah. and like everybody else like I mean call like think about it, like Activision Call of Duty like yes they've released Call of Duty that like weren't great but they've never released a Call of Duty that wasn't like mostly polished and ready to play. Yeah, like you yeah. when you play Call of Duty you expect quality. When I play a Ubisoft game I'm like, well, <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, and Nintendo, I just jump into the game and I know like this game's gonna work, it's gonna play good. I don't have to worry about anything.
0: Yeah, it's also they. I guess what the last new franchise was probably Splatoon on the Wii U. Like that was, which that was a literal entire console ago. Um, yeah. Which is which is pretty strange. Um, and and uh, Dalton says Zelda's Mar- uh, Mario is still carrying Nintendo for decades now. Um, yeah, but when you look at the best selling Switch games, I mean, granted Mario Kart i guess is a mario game but mario (laughs) kart is far and away number one uh i think animal crossing is number two smash is number three i bet splatoon three will be number four and then probably pokemon games um and so like the the and granted like the main line i think breath of the wild sold like 20 or 30 million copies and same thing with odyssey and i'm sure the the next games will do the same thing um but uh you know they do (laughs) it's easy to like poo poo their roster but it's like Relatively deep, and and we you know we get these like sort of weirdo one offs of stuff like Advance Wars and worry and then they remember Metroid exists, and then they do the the, the Advance Wars and and Fire Emblem. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, no, yeah, I would like their. I just think they they make games that like just tap into that everybody wants to play them kind of thing. I think <laughs> like that, like at least for like once our people our age now, like nostalgia factor is huge on those. Like even Splatoon three, yeah. I feel like I'm playing a game from my childhood kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Barbar says a crazy thing. They, uh, let Ubisoft do Mario Rabbids. Yeah. And I wish, and the same thing with like Mercury steam doing, um, Metroid, doing dread. Metroid dread and even uh, next level games doing Luigi's Mansion threes. I wish they would let more people do things. I wish they would have more trusted partnerships because maybe we would be able to be like, oh, this person, this, this studio is doing something interesting with Zelda or with Mario. And I'm not talking about like the mainline games, but like, I don't know, we've played a lot of games that have been inspired by Mario and Zelda and Metroid. And it be cool to see one of those developers be like, here, have at it. Go do a Metroid. Go do a Zelda. Um, so, yeah, uh, Lampy says, I forgot about Kirby man I did
1: forget about Kirby man, Lampy Shit. got Lampy sure got an answer for that five pounds <laughs> that was a, yeah that was a big that was a beefy one that
0: was a beefy one well Lampy knows if you ask about Nintendo I'm just gonna talk about it yeah that's right and then uh Archie uh, well also I was gonna talk about some of those games anyways and it's better than me talking about all the verbs I use in Luigi's <laughs> Mansion so uh, yes. and then Archie uh, with a $5 dollar donation said I'm coming late to the party could the AAA games rise uh, be due to an increase in the crowdfunding market
1: absolutely a lot of those yeah. studios that are in the AA space now started off as crowdfunded yeah so there you go i mean that's that's the thing is
0: ultimately like if you just find you know it's it's like what our business model has been you know it's it's we have the like passion and and dedicated fans across youtube across twitch across patreon and like because of the support of stuff like this we are able to not just keep ourselves afloat but grow bigger and do more things and launch new shows and bring on new people and 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 grow and Um, you know, at that way, it does seem like it's much more of like a two way communication than, uh, you know, just a monolithic corporation as someone who's worked at a monolithic corporation. Hmm. Um, and then, uh, King dead with another $2 donation. Thank you so much that as someone used to say tent poles, not crucifixes. I know who said that it was, uh, Dave Thomas founder of CC's pizza. Uh, I don't know who that was. That might have been Jesus. Maybe Jesus said ten poles, not crucifixes.
1: Think, thinking back to the uh, crowdfunding studios, you know, who, you know what game I'm, you know who I'm waiting for to announce their next game. Warhorse War Studios. Oh yeah, what have they been up to? I I I don't know. Like I I, I know I know them personally because we did the documentary with them. On yeah. Kingdom Come Deliverance. Um, nothing has been told of me, and if it was, I wouldn't leak it anyways. But I mean, like based on how Kingdom Come Deliverance ended, I'm sure. They're working on the sequel to Kingdom Come Deliverance, mm. uh, but based on how well that game did, I man, I I cannot wait to see what the hell they've been working on all this time because it's like four or five years in the making again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, long time. Do you think it'll just be two part two? Yeah, I think it's gonna be part two, and I think it's gonna be, I mean, a big bold game from them. I just, that's what I'm hoping.
0: Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, but, I mean, I'm I'm we have so many examples of of first installments in something that felt like a really really awesome sloppy copy and then the second one ends up being something fucking awesome um we see that in AAA a space we see that in double a space so
1: yeah. um i just yeah. wanna, i just want to go back to Prague and get my butter chicken again i've never had a better piece of chicken than when i went to do that documentary
0: I like how you don't give a shit. You're like, I don't care about this game. I don't care what it is. I just want that that frog <laughs> butter chicken. Yeah, just it's so good. <laughs> I've, I've I've never just dream I've, about it.
1: Oh yeah, I've had dreams about that chicken. <clears throat> that shit
0: was good. I like it. I like it. Uh, and then perfectly transitioning to to what we've been playing and what we've been watching to finish off the show. Uh, SVS guru with a five euro donation. Thank you so much. Said Marty, who was the best girl for you in edge runners? Okay. Before you get Uh, to that, Lampy,
1: Lampy says, Nick, you know, you can get butter chicken pretty much anywhere, right? I'm not talking about Indian butter chicken. I'm talking about like a piece of chicken, like their version of butter chicken. That was fucking great.
0: Oh, that's not butter chicken. You got to call it it something else.
1: literally at their menu is called buttered chicken. Okay, and it's, not it's not, a, it's a, it's a crusty chicken. Well, I shouldn't say crusty. It's kind of gross. A like panko chicken breast doused in butter. And oh my God, it's great.
0: It's not, it's not Let me butter, say this when you, you were
1: talking about butter chicken, I was. Assuming, I'm confused now. I don't like it. It's too late for that. I mean, just go to. Popeyes. Who's your best girl. has got great. Papa's guy. Never Popeyes. getting chicken from Popeye. That's just nasty. What are you talking about? Popeye's spicy chicken sandwiches. Woo! Oh, Popeyes. I was thinking Papa John's. I don't know why you can get chicken because we've talking Jones about pizza you know, the entire yes, time. Yes.
0: Uh, well, I'm not getting chicken. Why would I talk about chicken from Papa John's? Um, best girl in, uh, <laughs> edge runners. so edge runners is, uh, it's the, uh, cyberpunk, uh, anime that hit Netflix 10, all 10 episodes hit Netflix. It's a self-contained, uh, 10 episode story. It is uh, a joint project by city project red and studio trigger, who you might know from, uh, kill la kill and the excellent twins episode of star Wars visions. um, And uh, my full review should be going up probably on the site tomorrow or the next day. Uh, I loved it. It was it's not only like up there with Arcane is one of my favorite uh, video game adaptations ever, but it's one of my favorite anime of the year. Like right alongside uh, my dress up darling and Demon Slayer and Spy Family and Kaguya Sama. Uh, It's it's. This incredible like revenge story in Night City of this main character David Martinez who suffers a major loss and then has to turn to a life of crime and how this downward spiral like he meets a found family and then the downward spiral slowly leads to like just this really like emotional climax. Um, incredible stylish action like the coolest fucking action you're gonna see in an anime this year. Um, amazing amazing sense of of place in Night City. Uh, incredible soundtrack by Akira Yamaoka. Highly recommended, even if you don't like, uh, cyberpunk, like I put five or 10 hours into cyberpunk. I wasn't crazy about it. Uh, this when I finished it made me think about installing the game again <laughs> and jumping back in. Cause I thought it was so cool. You definitely don't need no prior knowledge is needed either. Um, highly recommended that being said, I think Lucy was my best girl. That's probably basic. Cause she's like the, the main characters love interest, but, um, uh, a lot of people are falling for Rebecca, but she's just she seems crazy. She just seems crazy. She's like a sociopath and a murderer. And granted, Lucy's also a murderer, but uh, with a murderer, a stoic
1: like, murderer with a heart of gold. I if I don't like anime, well, still.
0: like Um, it. you enjoy? I think so. Yeah, I think this. I think this would make you like anime personally. Um, mm-hmm. if you liked Arcane, yeah, I think you would like this.
1: Okay, yeah, I'll watch it more um, than that, and then every other fucking show that I have to watch. <laughs> Peaky Blinders,
0: No, this goes above Peaky Blinders because it's the same. You thing. haven't even seen Peaky Blinders. I've I've peeked through blinds yeah, before. Y'all, okay, well, that, that doesn't surprise me. Hubba hubba. Uh, you've been, you've been playing. Uh, and also, if you want to get our full thoughts on on stuff like, uh, you know, oh, I haven't watched Andor yet. You haven't either, right? No. Nope. Okay, After so this. we'll be talking all about Andor on the recap on Tuesday. And uh, we, we talk about, um, you know, we talk about Rings of Power and we talk about House of the Dragon on there. So if you want our thoughts on that, which are currently Rings of Power and House of the Dragon. Those are our <laughs> thoughts on those. <laughs> uh, that was just a little for the little for the visual crowd. Um, go tune into that. Uh, what about you? Have you been playing anything? I guess you mentioned games earlier you were playing. Or do any of those A games stick out to you?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I Really, I really like Metal Hellsinger. Um, I don't know if you've been playing uh, Bullets per Minute
0: or if you've if you've played it. I'm very I'm very bad at any of those
1: rhythm games. Yeah, I yeah. so I didn't I didn't really like. I I'm gonna go back and get Bullets per Minute another try, but I didn't really like it because one of the mechanics is like unless you are on beat, you can't shoot, and so it makes the flow of combat feel really choppy to me. Mm. uh so bullets per minute fixes that where you can shoot off beat and the entire premises to get a score not to just beat the game like in bullets per minute uh and so like if you like guitar hero but like guitar hero with like guns i guess it's kind of that's the way i felt like i was playing it yeah because you know you keep going back to the same like it's a very short game you could finish it in probably three hours uh but you know if you like like score attack stuff it's it's really fun to go through that Cool. Um, yeah, and then I finished Steel Rising over the weekend, which is the new game from Spiders who have made a bunch of RPGs like uh, Technomancer and, or like Mars Warlogs, Technomancer, Greedfall, and then Steel Rising is like their first action focus game, and it's like a very light Souls-like game. Um, got a lot of the same mechanics. But it's a, it's a very okay game. I, just, I saw somebody chat earlier, come in and say like, oh, this conversation's wrong if you mention Steel Rising, but like I it's a, it's a competently made easy souls action game. Yeah. Um, and like I've kind of talked a lot before about how like Mortal Shell is a good entry point. I think also think Steel Rising is a really good entry point to the souls like genre now. Um, also because like there are difficulty options in the game so that like if nice. you get frustrated but like you, honestly if you're competent at games like you shouldn't have a problem with it. It's not hard at all. <laughs> um I think I died like maybe five times through the entire game. Uh, but so Mortal, like when I think about like the entry points of the Souls like genre, Mortal Shell is like has better combat, I think, than Steel Rising. Uh, but like its world is much simpler, and Steel Rising has more of that like backtracking and and finding like secret gates and stuff design that like the Souls games has, but uh-huh. is but a simpler combat system, maybe. Um uh, but there's also like a lot of different weapons and and everything, and it's it's just nicely paced. It's not too long. It's 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 fun. <clears throat> That's awesome. Uh, and I'm then, glad you enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah, and then playing Soulsless as well. I'm almost done with that. Yeah. Uh, in the words, Vyazzi, you know, an action spectacle fighter game. Whatever. Whatever he calls it. Uh, its story is okay. The world is interesting. It's you can definitely tell it's made on a small budget, but it's like. The combat's good enough that I want to keep playing, and I got you know that's what matters t- to me the most. Yeah. Um, so I'm I think it's like three acts, and I'm in the middle of the second act, but I you know I don't know if I'd pay 40 bucks for it like they're asking, but I mean, if try it if you you know like it and support a team that's looking to definitely like they're they're, they're one of those studios that the studio that made it is definitely one of those studios that like their next game I can tell is going to be. Pretty damn good, because like yeah. what, what they have here is a really solid foundation.
0: Yeah, um, yeah. Which, like we were talking about earlier, is um, that's always exciting to see. It's always exciting to see a, a game or a studio that all you see in them is potential, and you're like, ooh, this mm-hmm. is gonna be one to like keep on your radar. And and when a when a trailer comes out during a showcase years from now and you see their logo come up, you're going to be like, oh shit, this is their next game. Yep.
1: That's that happened exactly. to me. That happens to me all the time. Having yeah, all these yeah. weird indie studios for years and years and years. Yeah. Yeah. Like I knew like when routine popped up at the E3, like I was like the only person that knew what that was. <laughs> um,
0: yeah. That's awesome.
1: So, and then yeah, Splatoon three, I've never played Splatoon before and I, I haven't gone back to it. Cause you know, I've been working on other games that have stuff to talk about for the podcast, but uh, I put I probably put ten hours of that multiplayer already. I haven't even touched the campaign. I just love oh, the multiplayer. Funny.
0: I'm the exact opposite. I'm almost wrapped up with the campaign, and I haven't touched multiplayer at all.
1: Really? Yeah. Is it is the campaign like just challenge missions, or is it actually like a campaign?
0: Um, no, it's ostensibly like bite-sized challenge missions. Like yeah. each each one lasts probably I don't know two to. 4 minutes um mm. but they're really interestingly designed they give you specific weapons they put specific modifiers on it um there's like a slow somewhat of a story but doesn't really count each each kind of like cluster of levels is an actual space you move around and and you kind of have to navigate and their secrets there's uh, some in really interesting boss battles that I've liked so far um but uh I don't know in terms of that yeah also maybe like cuz I didn't put a lot of time in the other games like this the The challenge missions might and feel like a tutorial for me. So yeah. if I do end up playing the multiplayer, like I'll be like, oh, okay, I'm familiar with all these weapons and familiar with all the advanced mechanics and what people can do to me. And hey, here wait, you, go. you don't
1: even you don't even have to be good at fighting in Splatoon Three to have fun at the multiplayer. Like I oh I, yeah, if you just I mean,
0: four, just yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, like I I don't mind taking out people, but I'm much more concerned about map control and that, and it, mm-hmm. I, it's yeah surprisingly strategic in the way you play. I mean, I haven't played with like a. Uh, squad or anything like that but i mean like yeah there's definitely teams i've played with that, like we synergize and somebody's like guarding the back making sure they don't roll paint through there and yeah yeah it's have you played any of the salmon rush mode yet no i think you have to be level 10 to unlock those stuff Oh, and the the level grind to get there is quite a bit oh i'm kind of bummed that
0: uh that the the single player progress doesn't do anything for your multiplayer level like I unlock a bunch of cosmetics that I think you can put in your locker, which I'm still very excited to uh, uh, to to organize my locker.
1: (laughs) Uh, The only thing I hate about Splatoon 3 is those reports at the beginning when you start the game up are fucking annoying. Oh yeah, they're pretty long. But I don't even I don't even hate that that much as much as I hate the fingers on the host. Their squiggly little, like, squid fingers freak me yeah, the fuck well, they're out. Squids. They're squids. None of the other characters have yeah, that.
0: Because awesome. <laughs> awesome. those are squid kids. These are real squids. Um, Creepy as shit. Don't like the things. Okay, so we, we found uh, we found one of your fears, so that's good. It's a newly added fear, yeah. Uh, yeah, you didn't realize
1: you we were <laughs> afraid of it. Uh,
0: that's really funny. Uh, Lampy says Splatoon 3 for game night. I mean, I'd be down for that. I don't know if anyone else has it, though
1: yeah uh, i'm sure amy has it we i we have it i'm i'm sure casey would be more than happy to play it <laughs> there you go
0: try to oh, and, and, and two,
1: jesse will at some point in his life use a switch again i think
0: we got it because we got to do the kirby the kirby treats <laughs> a pizza game whatever the fuck dream buffet was called right. um yeah aside from that uh yeah i'm in i'm in that same boat uh i'm gonna be wrapping up luigi's mansion 3 probably tomorrow night which is exciting and then um moving on to my next uh my next fucking tour through Sonic Vietnam in uh, Sonic <laughs> Heroes, uh, and then I'm excited for october because I'm going to be streaming a bunch. Of, I want to do Silent Hill one through four on my channel, so mm-hmm. those are all games I have played before. I haven't played them in a while though, so um that should be fun. I also need to fit in in my personal time a God of War replay because I want to do that before um before Ragnarok comes out. Like I want the original story and everything and the mechanics fresh in my mind before I jump into Ragnarok. So. Mm. Um, boy you
1: you, got, you got some uh, you got some work to do
0: <laughs> yeah yeah because that was sort of a sort of a beefy one so I think I think I'll be able to handle it it's fine it's fine I would almost like you should
1: me. stream your Silent Hill playthrough on this channel because Yahtzee might even join you for that for some of them Who's
0: spooky Yahtzee does like Silent Hill Yahtzee loves Silent
1: he, Hill he's a Silent Hill man oh, oh, sorry. He, he likes Silent Hill too, he likes Silent his, Hill too. His, I think his second favorite is probably Silent Hill Downpour yeah because that's everybody's the, this, second favorite
0: yeah, yeah. Um, uh, fucking Silent Hill Dome.
1: I remember I got the uh, review copy for that. I played it for like an hour. like, oh, this is bad.
0: <laughs> uh, Andrew Wright, when it going back, says, how does it work for the Escapist when it comes to games not on Steam? The Escapist says Splatoon 3 on Switch. Can anyone log in from the, the account? Nope. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm not speaking. I don't want to speak for Nick. I just bought Splatoon 3. so yeah,
1: No, we don't. The only, the only place that we can reasonably share an account is, is Steam. And even yeah. then we can't like all use it to play the same game online at the same time.
0: Yeah. That's why like ultimately there are certain games where it's like, you know, PC games or cheap games or free to play games or games that you already have in the account. That's why we kind of lean back on because especially for a thing like a game for like hidden gems, like buying one copy of something, that's fine. But like for a game that it's kind of like, okay, Nintendo games never go down in price. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, we, we had like folks were able to expense copies of um, Mario party whatever that was like nine months ago because we knew that's okay that's one we're going to be going back to and like we can di- we can on a s- slow week be like all right we're playing mario party again so
1: yeah. um like the uh, yeah, yeah I, don't know, I don't know like sometimes we, we get asked but like the shared steam account like the main reason we use it is because like we typically try to make more than one piece of content on games that were sent to review yeah so whether it's a review yeah and with was- somebody's streaming it and somebody's writing about it like it's was-
0: yeah yeah and if if you just put your steam account offline and have the game downloaded you can usually just play the game fine and you're not gonna muck with other people so
1: yep unless you're ign you're not getting four copies of every game
0: <laughs> womp womp except like um, i guess like
1: it was kind of funny like uh the gamer a few months ago i like you know they made all those kind of hit piece articles on sifu and like even like over over twitter they were asking for review codes and the pr person was like i already sent you five of them i was like jesus christ So many review like you just handing out free games the whole team's <laughs> like, I think if you ask if you're like we want to work on x y and z maybe you can you can i just i, I never yeah i mean for multiplayer games we do that but i mean for like yeah. single player stuff like i just feel like skeevy just asking for multiple codes <laughs> i don't know if i'm gonna
0: use it to make something like i don't mind getting a
1: yeah but i don't money. they weren't they definitely, definitely weren't all they weren't all yeah i know sure. but yeah, you know, it's just getting free. No, like, try not to abuse your position.
0: <laughs> yeah, no, I know. So humble. Uh, and then the last super chat of the day, unless anything else comes in right at the end. Adrian White winner with a two dollar dono said, "I'm late." Did Ubisoft take out Casey? Uh, well, technically, they might be like taking him out to dinner tonight. Uh, <laughs> yes, Ubisoft uh, Casey uh, is going to be at uh, at his place of work all weekend. So. Um, which means uh, no... So I guess going over a schedule for the rest of the week. Uh, tomorrow, Nick and I will be back at noon with more uh, Jedi Knight Dark Forces 2, which will be very exciting. Uh, and then there's no Metal Gear stream tomorrow night uh, because Casey is out. However, next week, we'll be starting Metal Gear Solid 4, which is very exciting.
1: You'll be, you'll be watching a movie about Metal Gear Solid. We'll, we'll be watching opening cutscene is like two hours.
0: <laughs> it sounds great. Well, it sounds great. Get some popcorn. It'll be wonderful. Um... <laughs> So, uh, yeah, that'll be fun. And then uh, Jimate is also on holiday. So, him and I will not be doing a stream on Friday. But Nick and Amy will be back streaming Dead Rising?
1: Dead Rising 2. Yeah. i are going to play some Rising's cooperative.
0: Too. Nice. Okay. I didn't, uh, I'm going to be honest, I forgot that game was called. Mm-hmm. I don't think I ever played that game was called.
1: Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, uh, Wishlist premieres with Frost. Excuse me, Frost. He'll be playing Gloomwood. It's our new stream oh, nice. series, checking out early access games and demos of upcoming games to check see if. You should uh, wishlist it. And do you know what time that's at? Uh, I think 12 to 2 p.m. Awesome. Central. And Central. then the uh, game night will be a community game night picked by the Patreon community at the uh, $15 plus tier for Rocket League. Ooh. So make sure you have that downloaded as crossplay. We'll play with anybody. Patreon just gets to uh, vote and decide on what we do for community game nights.
0: Awesome. That's once a month, correct?
1: Yes. For every, other every, week? every other week. Once yep. Every, every other week. Month. And then the the god tier patrons uh, we will play uh, a private game with later on this month which I need to post on patreon <laughs> mm, does it start with orc and
0: end with massage <laughs> it's not
1: multiplayer thank god
0: well it's multiplayer if you play it right uh, Lampy maybe the final super chat with a two pound donation says KC is now DLC escapist didn't buy the season pass waka waka <laughs>
1: that's,
0: that's a nice little Ubisoft goof there because oh,
1: of that. And Sunday, Amy will be back for newly released, and I think I'm gonna go ahead and let her play that uh, trombone looking game because it's oh like gone God. viral on Twitter. <laughs> trombone uh, champ. Jesus Christ. Yes. Uh, uh, King Dead Forty Two says for our non fifteen dollar community members eligible for joining game night. Yes, anybody can anybody can play on our community game nights. They just get the vote on what yep. we play.
0: Those god tier ones will be private. Those god tier ones will yes, be just god, god tier is
1: just just, just private streams.
0: But those are going to be like in addition things. So yes. you're not going to be missing out. At, we're not taking away a stream that we currently have. That is yeah. a stream. No, in like we're
1: literally it. yeah we're not we're not streaming those or anything. We're just playing some games with our top top supporting subscribers.
0: Just we're just furry Hitlering. Just like a couple dudes, a couple dudes out there getting their furry Hitler on. Uh, I don't
1: think Willie wants us to stream it, but. <laughs> No, says, how many the- gods your members are there now? I can't give you that information on a the stream. You know, there's like six people in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, six people.
0: There you go. That's You know what? Uh, a group of six uh, patrons is known as an orc massage. It's like a murder of crows, an orc massage of patrons. Uh, oh, you're right. It is on that in cards. Well,
1: fuck my secrecy then. Stupid games <laughs> industry.
0: <laughs> it's not exactly private. <laughs> uh we also we also we're probably gonna start giving them shout, shout outs uh at the end or the beginning of every stream. That is that is an idea. Um, Nick, what uh what 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 should should folks check out anything? Where can folks find you? Should folks do anything before we leave?
1: Just keep joining that Patreon. Your support is super helpful. Wink yeah. wink. You're the real <laughs> patrons. Yes. Um and YouTube yeah. memberships. Either either or is fine. I don't care where you sign up. Just sign up. Because it makes our job so much easier. Because I hate having to fucking fight YouTube over a two-second clip over somebody taking a prescription drug as promoting recreational drugs.
0: Nick's angry at YouTube. I don't know if you guys knew. Yes. Well, maybe also, Twi- Twitch, is, cards,
1: Twitch is taking away our money, too. So,
0: Oh, the 50-50 thing? Yeah. And Listen they're being screwed by amazon so go blame amazon i blame wait
1: what's everybody. this what's this twitch is owned by amazon <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. i it's found that really so stupid funny. uh and uh, yes lampy the i am having uh l cheshire design the art for the cards and then you'll get you'll have them excellent we did and Michael Trevor says, put some good shit behind the paywall and I will sign up. See, we get yelled at for putting stuff behind the paywall. So all we put behind the paywall is bonus content like Escapist Highlights and ASTI Creators and stuff like that, which I think is good stuff. Why don't we just put everything Yahtzee does behind the paywall? That's a, You know what? That's a great idea. Let's do that. Zero <laughs> you punctuation. Getting... only available behind is the paywall. Only available to God tier? <laughs> yeah. You asked for it. You could all thank Michael Trevor. Yeah, exactly. Or Michael ma- Trevor. You can all thank him for the oh, great idea. Oh, I was about idea. to say Michael
0: Trevor. Two of my three favorite GTA 5 characters. <laughs> uh, there you go. See, um, is a great idea. Listen to Marty. Perfect. Uh,
1: well, no, thank you so much. A uh, Great idea is to never listen to Marty. Um, honestly,
0: that's probably the better. The better of two ideas would be probably to never listen to Marty. Um, oh, fuck, Frost already got yeah. your
1: review of Cyberpunk done. the damn, that man, that's
0: fast. Uh, Frost is very fast. I wrote that today. Also, we got to check how many boobs are in it because that show's got a lot of boobs. So we got to make sure those boobs don't get on YouTube. So animated boobs, though, it's fine. Oh. Um, thank you, uh, everyone who hung out during the stream. Thank you so much to everyone who was wonderful in chat. Thank you to all the members. Thank you to all the patrons. Thank you to everyone who donated super chats. This was wonderful. It was so fun to hang out with you guys. Uh, we will be back next week at the same time uh, with Casey, unless he's not allowed to leave one of the Carolinas. Uh, but until then, uh, we'll see you guys tomorrow at noon for more Dark Forces. Thank you guys and so much for watching.
1: Next oh. week will be the last one at 7 p.m. because we have to move it because at the week after oh, yeah. Casey and Jesse start up, uh, get Jesse to the Greek, their God of War playthrough series, so I think we're moving an hour earlier. Okay, so uh, yeah, so in two weeks, the plan
0: is going to be we're going to add an additional stream to Wednesdays. Yes. So oh, CP, post-EP, it's going to be at the same time. But then at 6 p.m. Central, which is an hour before this started today, We're going to be doing our normal, our normal breakout. The the two of us in KC, and and, and guests. If some people are gone or no one, and then at eight PM, so a half an hour ago, Jesse get Jesse the Greek will started. So you got a whole Wednesday evening. This is like must see TV with spoofs and goofs, and then Greeks, Greeks and freaks, freaks and freaks and Greeks. That's what we should have called. Freaks and Greeks. Wow. Okay, let's see if we can just change all the art. Uh, but uh, <laughs> until then, uh, yeah, that was Nick. This is Marty. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining us and for all the support. And uh, yeah, we'll see you guys tomorrow at noon for more Jedi Knight. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye.
1: I'll have to go watch Wars: The Endor. Oh, there's George Lucas. George Lucas, that's news I knew he was going to show over the last George second.
0: Lucas didn't say a single thing the <laughs> whole time. It just says- <laughs>